0: Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she is a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show.
1: Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy.
0: An inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney. And Doug, before we dive into tonight's episode, you are going to be in Disney World. I am not. And we are having the first ever Rope Drop Radio meetup. We've already got some people RSVPing. And I'll let you talk about it since I couldn't sneak away from work to be able to get down there for it.
1: So June 28th, that's a Thursday night coming up here in about a week. Uh, We will be meeting in Epcot near Club Cool, at Club Cool, or at that nicely air-conditioned hallway next to Club Cool. So we'll probably be in the air conditioning. Alden will probably be at Club Cool convincing people to drink the Beverly. If
0: you haven't drank the Beverly, it's the best drink on property, and it's free.
1: free, costs nothing. And it quenches any thirst, and it will be June 28th, so it should be warm is my guess. But Epcot... Club Cool Hallway-ish. There's really not a name for that. It's like Park Character Spot, Club Cool. It's air conditioned. There's seats. There's USB ports. Bring your phone to charge. And we'll say hello. I know uh, Skipper Debbie, or Debbie Raises from the uh, Animal Kingdom show. She will be there. So uh, you could also meet her. That's probably more exciting than me.
0: Yeah, and if you want to kind of RSVP, feel free to send us a message uh, I will answer with you know, a sad face because I will not be there. But Doug, looking forward to it, and get plenty yep. of pictures and put them on social. So the first ever rope drop radio meetup with Doug, having fun at Club Cool, exciting Doug.
1: Right, or the hallway next to Club Cool, air conditioned. Air conditioned hallway. Home. We'll find it. You I'm know, there,
0: Doug will please. give your cell phone out and people can find you.
1: Oh, okay. That's
0: why we'll they track send it. a message. We'll it track is. each other. Yes. We're making we'll them,
1: give them Debbie's. I, I like it. Give them her number. All right. All right. On to Moving today's
0: on. show. We have a very special guest with us. Mm-hmm. We've gotten a question many times. You know, what about special needs at the park? And uh, Doug, you and I didn't feel like we were the best to answer that, no. but we do have someone who is amazing. And that is Maureen. She is with Autism at the Park. It is both a website and a blog. And we're so excited to have you on yes. this show.
2: Thank you. I'm excited to be here, and I'm honored that you asked me to be on.
0: It's a question that we get quite frequently, and so uh, I just I love your website. I love everything that you do. So tell us just straight up: Is Disney a good place to go with someone with uh, special needs and autism?
2: Um, generally, yes. If you if you're prepared, um, you can have a great time. And a lot of times, um, you'll see uh, behaviors that you're so thrilled to see in your child that might not occur as frequently outside the parks. They're just so excited to see their favorite characters and um, just get really happy. Or you might see um, new words from kids. I mean, it's not a guarantee, but there's been a lot of um, reports from people who've had that experience.
0: And you are a Disney junkie. I've seen on the, on the blogs and the websites. You love going down there. So Let's first dive into a little bit about your Disney story.
2: My family and I, our first visit to Disney um, as a family was in 2003. And my son was, okay, let me do the math. I, Ooh,
1: he math. Was about, we, we don't do math yep. on this show, just ballpark it. <laughs>
2: he was about eight or nine, and um, eight or nine years old. And he, um, he's uh, considered um, moderate to severe autistic, and he's nonverbal and uses a communication device and he can read and write. And so that's pretty much how his communication is through to us. Um, Then uh, we fell in love with Disney. We had done a lot of research before we um, did our trip, first trip, and there wasn't a lot of information about going to the theme parks with a family member with autism. We had a great time. I had a schedule. This is the kind of parent I am. I had an Excel spreadsheet and, you know, outlined everything Mm -hmm. we did every day, do this order, do that order. We're going to do this ride, then that ride. And um, when we got there the first day, we were trying to show our son how to use a map. And we point, oh, let me back up a little bit. We um, lived in Tennessee at the time, and so we were annual pass holders to Dollywood. So we had experience with theme parks, but nothing as grand as Disney World, but um, so we we'd show him on the map. We're going to do this ride next, and so we'd ride it, and he loved it. So that was our schedule. And then the second day, we get to the Magic Kingdom. He takes the map out of our hands and points to Splash Mountain. So there was the schedule was over. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we just did whatever he pointed to, and we said, "Okay, we'll do that next." And he, we had a blast. But um, so our next trip was in 2007 and we um in the spring and we moved here that summer to the orlando area and one of the reasons we picked orlando one of the big factors was how well disney treated our son on our trips um how accommodating they were how the cast members were so um, wonderful and helpful and just how we felt special and and it was just our happy place um, we had so much going on in our regular lives that um, Disney was a great outlet for us all three of us so we moved here in 2007 and we would go to the theme parks just about every weekend and um, that's in the 2000- dream right
0: there yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's
2: it's a great it's great we live about an hour away 45 minutes to an hour from um disney world but it's you know just still suburbs of orlando and um we we love it and we have not gotten tired of it and it's been 11 years now Um, we don't go quite as often just because other things going on but um and we became big fans of Universal around two thousand ten, right around the time Harry Potter opened. Mm-hmm. And so we've been going there a lot too. So, um, and SeaWorld. In two thousand twelve I um started my website. It was based on recommendation by my brother, told me you should do a website to help people that go to Disney. You're there all the time, you know what to do. And I thought, Well, that's true. Um, we do go there a lot and there really isn't a one stop Source for comprehensive information there's some great blogs out there that might have a one-page information on tips how to go to disney but there's not like okay where are the bathrooms that have the hand dryers um you know where can i go take a break what um this ride they said you know uh I have a ride description on the website um, for every ride and the sensory impact that you might experience, things like flashing lights or if you're going to get wet or if it's real loud, that kind of information that parents of kids with autism really want to know. So I started that in 2012, and I've been doing it ever since, and I've learned a lot and, and I've met some amazing people in the process.
1: That is awesome. Like. So starting that blog, did you find yourself when you would go to the the parks, kind of touring a little differently, thinking about how other people, what, because you have your son with a certain set of needs, would you start looking at certain attractions like, but how it might affect other people as well then?
2: That's a good question. Um, yeah, I did, especially um, taking pictures you know, okay, I need to make sure that I show how, how you get in and out of the seat mm. yeah, on a big. particular ride. Cause that's important. Mm. I get, I also get questions from people who have other disabilities, not necessarily autism. So I've really learned a lot in that process about, um, for those who might have more physical disabilities that have difficulty stepping in and out of the boats at Pirates of the Caribbean, or if, um, or if a, a family member has multiple disabilities, not just autism, but other physical disabilities Mm -hmm. that um, accompany that. So yeah, uh, I do view, um, I'm real conscious, like how long the line at Guest Relations is, if they need to get the pass, or how long um, the waits for the restrooms are. We went one year, our first year here, we went to the Magic Kingdom on New Year's Eve. And that we'll never do that again. But you know, it, I, I've been there, yeah. so you know I know how it is.
0: <laughs> I've done that. That's a rough one. Uh, one thing I do love about your blog and website is you do you break down every single attraction and you give kind of a little bit of warnings and how this might affect. You know, this has loud sounds or a strobe effect fire effect and i really appreciate that not thinking about it as much but i do have an autistic cousin and i just thought that was really cool that you do that for anyone that might have those needs so i applaud you and your website and what you do because that's just going above and beyond helping families and making sure they have magical experiences at the park
2: oh thanks great i'm so glad it's helpful um you know because i try to think of what information I needed to know when we first went to the parks, and that's one of the big things I needed to know. Is that ride going to scare my child or send them into a the sensory overload kind of thing?
1: So Disney offers some tools to help assist you throughout your day at the parks, and one of those tools is the DAS. Can you explain to the listeners what that is and how how to use it a little bit.
2: Okay. It's the Disability Access Service Pass or DAS, or I call it the DAS. You'll hear it called both ways. Uh, Cast members will say DAS or they'll say DAS, either one. Um, And its purpose is to reduce the wait time for the guests with a disability that they won't have to wait to reduce the wait time in the regular queue so the way the system works is you'll go up to a ride let's say it's thunder mountain railroad and the posted wait time is 60 minutes and you'll have a das and um, you'll ask go up to the cast member and say i need a DAS return time and now that everything is electronic they'll scan your magic band or your um, park ticket and the system will give you a time of the posted wait minus ten minutes when to come back. So your return time will be in fifty minutes or afterwards, and it doesn't expire. So you could come back in fifty minutes, or you can come back in three hours, whatever works for your family. And so you'll come back, and then you'll enter through the alternate entrance, which is usually the fast pass queue, at your fifty minute mark, and you'll scan your Magic Band again, and the person with um, who's the dash. Is under their name, they will be the first person to scan their magic band and it'll flash blue and the cast member will see that it's a dash return time and then code the system correctly and you just go on through. And one of the things people aren't informed correctly about, it's not a way to skip the lines. It's a way to wait um, virtually outside the lines because Most people with um, disabilities other than uh, strictly physical disabilities can't wait in an hour line to get Mm -hmm. into a ride. And this way you can enjoy another ride or you can have a snack or you can um, go see another show or whatever during your wait time. And then you go back and go in through the fast pass queue. So you'll still have some time in the line, which is the fast pass queue. But generally that's not very long. You would get the DAS at the uh, guest relations when you come in the park. And you just talk to the cast member there and explain why your family member can't wait in the regular lines. And it's best not to use diagnosis. You don't say, my child has autism and I need a DAS. You need to explain. It's better to explain that my child has difficulty waiting in the line because he can get overstimulated and may um, react loudly and disturb the other guests or that kind of thing. And it's best to use why you need the DAS, not a diagnosis, especially for those guests who don't have, a, who may have a lot of issues going on that aren't a diagnosis and Mm -hmm. the team member the cast member is not trained medically to know what that diagnosis means you know Mm -hmm. they are trained to understand what your needs could be
1: that's an excellent point to not just walk in and say well this is my diagnosis please give me this you know explain why it'd Mm -hmm. be beneficial for you not to be in that line with everybody else now does everybody in the party have to go to guest services to get it
2: Yes. Um, you have to have everyone in the group that's going to be assigned to the desk that will be with the person with the disability. That person, like my son, Zach, he'll, will go with him and um, they'll take his picture and it's, they use like an iPad to take his picture, and if your child or family member is just not cooperative, they get th- they just hold it up real quick and take a picture. They might have their face covered even, but um, they take a picture and they s- set it up in the system, and they load it onto your My Disney account, and you're good to go then. And you just go to any in Disney World, you go to any ride or attraction that has a Fast Pass return or a posted, there are some of the rides that don't have fast pass, but you can still get a DAS like Astro Orbiters. But yeah, if it that way po-
1: pretty atrocious. So that <laughs> is yeah, a good one. and you yeah. can
2: get a DAS for that. A lot of people think that you can't, but you can. The cast member can give you a, a return time for that, but um, it's, it's pretty simple. After the photo is taken of the person with the disability, then they scan everyone's magic band or a park ticket and load that on to the system, and so everybody's good to go so when you go get a return time we use a runner so like a lot of times my husband will go ahead to the next ride that we need a dash return time and he'll get the return time and come back to us and that's very helpful for families who if their child sees splash mountain there's no way you're getting them to come back in 45 minutes you know they'll have a meltdown oh yeah so you can be sitting over somewhere else having a snack while one of the, your family members goes and gets the
1: return time. That's me if I have to walk past the Dole Whip line. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a problem. So we have to go through Frontierland to get to Splash Mountain, not Adventureland. Yeah. My right. wife has learned no, that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's
1: a, good, that's a good strategy. It's life. I, I have problems.
0: And even with the DAS, you can still coordinate fast passes and get all those sixty days out. Correct?
2: Yes, and that's that's the thing. Disney wants you; they encourage you to co- um, use fast pass along with the DAS. And I have a, my blog. Um, I have a blog about coordinating the DAS and fast pass, and it's my most popular blog. And I go in there to explain strategy, how to do it, and like I have different um, ideas for getting coordinating your DAS and fast pass so for example with with Zach I'll set up the fast pass for Splash Mountain and I'll set up a fast pass usually in Fantasyland if I can get a fast pass for Peter Pan and then the third fast pass I'll set up for him us is Space Mountain so when we get to the park um our first ride is splash mountain i'll go over and get a DAS return time for thunder mountain railroad then we'll fast pass splash mountain by the time that ends it's almost time for us to ride thunder mountain railroad with the das we recommend that you tour the park in a in a clockwise fashion, either counterclockwise or clockwise um which goes against a lot of touring suggestions but it's easier on the family member Mm -hmm. and and to go in that order and it's easier to get the das coordinated with the ride so then we go to our next fast pass which is peter pan and before we go there one of us will run ahead to seven dwarfs mine train and get a dash return time for that and then we'll ride Peter Pan. And if it's still not time for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train to ride it, we'll have lunch or go see the castle show or something and then go back. And then the, the last ride um, we have a Fast Pass for would be Space Mountain. And so we can um, dash by the light year or we'll – a lot of times we dash the um, speedway because he likes to drive the car. So, so, I mean, that's how we coordinate it. But I have recommendations for all four parks – how to coordinate the DAS with the Fast Pass, like with Pandora, and then now the new Toy Story um, wow. attractions. Um, since they're they the new to, all the Toy Story ones are going to be Tier One, so you can have only one Fast Pass for that. And my recommendation at this time, but I haven't used it yet, obviously, is um, to Fast Pass Toy Story Mania and use DAS for the other two new rides in Toy Story Land because it's going to be almost impossible to get a fast pass for the other two new, pos- uh, new rides there.
1: The one thing you mentioned was that the DAS doesn't expire once you get it so it doesn't have that window like fast pass okay. so can you keep stacking them like the old days when I had a handful of paper
2: tickets? No you can only have one active DAS time at a time on your on the mde app on the my disney Uh experience app so i i I couldn't get the seven dwarfs mine train if we didn't use the thunder mountain railroad one or if we didn't have the cast member cancel it we can do either um but that's an advantage though if you know Mm -hmm. at that return time if your child is just not having a good time and they need a break or whatever, you're not, oh gosh, I'm losing my time. No, you could come back in two or three hours if you need to and ride. It expires at park closing or midnight. That's when it expires.
0: That's such a great tool that Disney offers. I, I really applaud them as well for just the DAS and the whole system. And with the, my... Disney experience. It, it sounds like it's even better now than it was before.
2: It's very helpful. You can see it right there on the app. That the um, one thing we would love for them to do is for us to be able to book those in the app instead of mm. having to go to the ride. Yeah, that makes but, sense. Um, yeah, but you can't. So um, someday, and then Disney, yeah, Disneyland they have kiosks set up. So you don't have to go to the ride. So you could be in um, Disneyland and get a DAS for a ride in California Adventure, oh, which, it, oh, which is, that's nice for them. But here you have to be, a, you have to go to the ride. You
1: get your steps in.
2: Somebody oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Is, there,
0: is there any other tools besides a DAS or any other uh, things that Disney offers that really help special needs?
2: One of them is a strollers wheelchair tag. What that is for children with disabilities who need to stay in their stroller, whether it's because of um, they can't walk as well, or if you might have a special needs stroller that cast members might not recognize as a special needs stroller, but you can have that tagged as a wheelchair. So it's treated like the person's in a wheelchair. So you could use it in the queues all the way up to boarding the ride like you would if you were a wheelchair user. And that's really helpful for families um, with kids who have the sensory issues of um, it's too overstimulating in the cues. They can stay in that stroller and a lot of them will put the hood up and they keep that confined feeling and it's Mm -hmm. really calming to them. Mm -hmm. Um, And then if you also, if you have a child that's a runner, if they just... Take off, you know. Yes, you know, yes, right? I do. You, you, you know, if um, you know, especially, you know, kids. Any kid is like this, but you know, especially kids with autism. They see something they want, they just go, you know, and so that that helps too. So that that tag is great, and you can get that at Guest Relations too. But it's not just for. It's designed for those with disabilities who need it. I mean, also um the baby care centers and first aid are very helpful. If you just need a break from the loud noises going on, um, the first aid center is a great place to just chill out. If you have an older child who's not yet um, potty trained and you don't want to, and they're too big for the changing stations in the regular restrooms and you don't want to lay them on the floor of the Family restroom, companion mm-hmm. restroom. You can go to first aid or the baby care center and change them that's there. That's a great
1: mm-hmm. tip. Good tip. There. Yeah, I don't want to lay on the floor of a bathroom no. at Disney no. World. I don't care how clean Disney World is. I. That's a really good tip. Yeah, because some kids get pretty big and yeah. not going to fit on that changing table. No. At least not with it still attached to the wall. Right. <laughs> that's a and, great tip.
2: Uh, another one is child swap. Um, if you have um, a family member with autism, that I emphasize autism because that's my area. But but if you have a family member with autism or another disability, that you're not going to get them on Space Mountain. But everybody else wants to ride, so use um, child swap for that. Um, you, they don't have to be a child to use the right, Technically, it's rider swap. So you you don't have to be a child in order to use that. Like my son now is a young adult. And if we go on a ride that he doesn't, it's rare that it's one he doesn't want to do. But um, we can switch out like that. Um, And then the other thing is to uh, be aware of quiet areas in the park. That's another tool. We like to, at Magic Kingdom, we like Tom Sawyer Island. If you can handle the raft ride getting over to Tom Sawyer Island, that's a great place to, if you, You know, if you just need to decompress and you can just sit there and relax and watch the boats go by or look at everybody in line on a mansion or whatever, walk the trails, have a picnic lunch, that kind of thing.
1: So beyond using the passes, what would you do to help or tell a family to prepare for a trip to Disney World?
2: One of the things I I say is know your child's preferences, try to... um, if you've never been to Disney World before, try a local theme park first or at least practice staying in a hotel room over a weekend mm-hmm. because you don't yeah. know if if your kid wanders, wants to wander at night and knows how to unlock hotel room doors, that kind of thing. Um, know what to expect. Watch videos online about the rides. Um, if, if you have no idea what the Haunted Mansion is like, um, those doom buggies or, or things like that. Be conscious of overstimulation while you're there. Um, noise-canceling headphones are, are really helpful. Uh, even if your child might not need them in their, their everyday setting at Disney World, they might need them because it's just so overstimulating noise and, and just – and visual – Um, things like that. Be aware of behavior triggers like hunger, fatigue, overstimulation. Start also um, if your child will be walking or you are to try a walking program because you will put in those seven miles a day easily, easily. And then another thing to prepare for your trip would be maybe a social story. I provide one if you, uh, a free one for just vacationing to Orlando area, just general social story. If you sign up for um, the newsletter on my website, but you can um, find some social stories or create your own online. And that's like a story to prepare your family member what to expect when they go to a theme park and that kind of thing.
0: That's a lot of great stuff. Yeah, it and is. Especially, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I tell everyone, whether it's special needs or not, like have your kids watch videos on YouTube, get them to understand. It'll, it'll just, Everyone gets overstimulated at Disney, so it's it's good to prepare for that. So, no, I love that. And uh, you talked about noise-canceling headphones, which I think is a very neat idea. Uh, Is there any other things like that that you'd probably pack in your uh, Disney Go bag?
2: Um, Yeah, we definitely have the noise-canceling headphones. We use the earplugs. They're like the soft earplugs you can get them at any pharmacy or walmart sensory snacks i call them sensory snacks that give um, the sensory input a hard crunchy feeling an occupational therapist can explain it better than me but um things like pretzel nuggets um crunchy items it also if they're eating a crunchy item it helps drown out outside noise my son's very sensitive to noises so we're real aware of how noises affect him um, cooling towels are really good to have, wipes and sanitizer, um, stress balls if, um, if, or if it's some kind of fidget that your, child, your family member might need while they're in the queue for an attraction or during the show or to help them calm down, things that are familiar to them. Um, I also recommend retractable Sharpie pens if you're doing the um, autographs because then you don't have to worry about the lid of the Mm. Sharpie pen, (laughs) things that might be a comfort to them if they become overstressed kind
1: of thing. It's awesome. That's a bag full of wonderful things. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't even know what we take in the parks anymore. I just get up and go when I'm told by my wife. So
0: no fidget spinners, Doug. (laughs) No,
1: not for me. I just have a phone, which, (laughs) you know, and then lots of batteries to back it up with. So, um, one thing I'm curious about is dining because I know a lot of people with autism also do a special diet. I know there's a lot of different diets that people try with that. and I wonder if you have any advice for helping people keep on a special diet while vacationing.
2: Uh, Disney and all the theme parks are very accommodating f- with special diets, especially if you're doing table service. They'll have the chef come out and talk to you about how the, the dish is prepared. The chef will recommend if you're on a gluten-free diet, um, what what foods that they can have if you have a dairy allergy or something like that. Um, even the quick service um, restaurants have menus that are for um, special diets too. Always uh, also bring your favorite snacks and foods if you have a picky eater. Um, a lot of kids survive just on nuggets and fries, and thankfully there there's plenty of that Funny. in the theme parks. My but... <laughs> favorite
1: food group is brown.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: If it's brownish yellow. I will eat it. Type of food group thing.
2: Yeah. And definitely check out the menus online beforehand to make mm-hmm. sure it's something that there is something that um, you somebody would want to eat, you know, in your family. One of the things talking about the um, meals, the character meals, uh, meeting the characters. I don't. This is kind of off topic, but um,
1: it's no such thing on this nope, show. Yep. <laughs> okay, um,
2: you know the there are some fast passes exist for character meets but there are a lot of characters you can't get a fast pass for. And so then you can't use the DAS. Mm -hmm. So uh, what we recommend um, is to have somebody stand in line, like a line stander. And then I'll stand in the line for like um, Baymax. And then when we're like two or three people from the front, I'll call my husband and he'll come up with, with my son, but also always talk to the cast member attending the, um, the character um, and see what they recommend. They might say, "Okay, hold on. We'll we'll let you come in, and you know, in, after a couple people, or we can't do anything right now." But ask them. But a really good way to meet characters without having to stand in that line is a character meal, and um, that might be something that your a family member would enjoy. For my son, is two. It's too noisy for him. Hmm. We, uh, character meals are just, it's just too much yeah. for him. And he's hes okay with meeting the characters the way we set it up. And, um, and but, you know, the character meal, you can get a lot of characters in in that time that you're at Again. the park.
0: Is there any restaurant you feel is very overstimulating? They maybe should avoid loud or a lot of lights and stuff like that?
2: Rainforest Cafe, um Oh, that's good. That
0: I, I forgot about it
1: for multiple reasons though. <laughs> yeah. Food and it's yeah. just that see everybody crosses that off the list. Yeah. See Derek and T Rex Cafe's gotta be right there, Derek. So
2: yeah. I, I know.
0: I it's it's off the list now. We've done it three times that's, in a row. We're good.
2: Yeah. We did we've done one character meal, the garden grill, and that worked out pretty good one of my favorites, it's, yep. It's that's it's the, the least overstimulating in my research. And um And the characters are great. And the food, he, he, there was food that he would eat, you know, that kind of thing. So, but as far as noise is concerned, you know, that's just, oh gosh. What about sci-fi? Where would that fit in?
1: Because it's dark and they got the movie screen up there. So is that like good or bad? Or would it just depend on the kid?
2: It depends on the kid. Because, um, I, you know, you know, it really does depend on the kid. Now, like, um. Is it hoop to do to review yeah it, that, that see that might be a little much you know for some kids it might be just really too much overstimulation with the show and everything, so um but other kids would love it, you know, you mm-hmm. just have to know your kids, so
0: excellent, that's a good point now, the great thing is is I know Doug you and I we've heard so many good things about how Disney works with special needs and everything from allergies to sensory and the baby care centers is a great tip. Uh, It's good to hear from you that they go and bum me on. We've we've heard before, but it's just good hearing that in person. Uh, But my question is, what about Universal? We don't have to dive into all those questions, but uh, we do get questions about Universal. Are they as good as Disney?
2: Um, Yes, they are. Uh, They they have a, a similar pass. It's called an Attraction Assistance Pass, or AAP. And you get a return time if the posted wait is 30 or more minutes. At Disney, you get a return time if the posted wait is 10 or more minutes. So at Universal, if the posted wait is less than 30 minutes, they'll have you go ahead and enter the re- attraction in their alternate uh, queue, which is generally the express pass line. They're also very accommodating as far as um, they they have a stroller's wheelchair. It's a pass, not a tag on that you put on the stroller. Um, but a lot of times, if you have the stroller's wheelchair tag that you had at Disney and just leave it on while at Universal, those team members recognize it, too. Oh, that's but, cool. Sorry. And generally. Uh, and there's some great, good, quiet places to chill out at Universal and on. Islands yeah I, I some...
1: found a lot of them on my last trip there because I can't really ride anything there so I just hang out and drink butterbeer and complain about screens <laughs> so <laughs> I know there's a lot of good quiet there's more quiet spots there than
2: yeah
1: and like the Magic Kingdom I yeah yeah, than the, yeah I think so Okay, I digress. There, see, off top.
2: Yeah, I have uh, on on my website. I have a section on for each of the theme parks and mm-hmm. quiet places to get out of the, you know, the crowds to help. But um, but we love Universal. Zach, um, he he's not as much in the last year or so, but he he's a huge um, roller coaster junkie, and he would ride those coasters four and five times in a row if my husband would. I won't ride them with him, but you know. My husband will ride with them and um, the team members and the cast members. Um, would recognize them and say, "Hey, Zach, how you doing?" You know that so, kind of oh, thing. It's so and great to hear! So it's so welcoming. Um, Even you know, a couple years later uh, from Tower of Terror, we were back there that we hadn't been in a long time, like a few months. And the team members like, "Oh, Zach, you're back!" You know, and that that makes us feel so cool. You know, so special. You know, it's great.
1: I don't really have any. I know that's that's some great... I, yeah,
0: Yeah. That's just Thumbed really great well. that both Disney and Universal really try to make a magical, family friendly experience for people of everything. And it's just, it's so great to hear. And I love reading your blog and, and website and of course we will give a shout out to that and I'll put it in the show notes but just it, it is pretty amazing how in depth you go with everything and so mm-hmm. if you do have a special needs child and are listening to this please uh, Maureen give a shout out to where to go and we'll make sure we tag it uh, on the show as well
2: okay it's my website is autismattheparks.com and um, on just about every social media except Snapchat Uh, I'm too old for Snapchat. I'm
1: too old for Snapchat. I've
2: been told. But you can find it like Autism at the Park, I think, is Twitter because it wouldn't let me add the S on the end. But it's either Autism at the Park or Autism at the Parks. So you can find me on Facebook. I have a Facebook page, that kind of stuff, too.
0: All right, Doug. She is a first-time guest, which means we need to do the lightning
1: round. Yes. All right. It is time. So... This will be your favorite Disney slash Pixar slash however you need to answer it for it to fit. You can give one answer, multiple answers, as long as you justify it. There are no wrong answers unless we say so. All right. Are you ready?
2: I'm ready.
1: All right. Favorite Disney movie?
2: Beauty and the Beast.
1: All right. We've heard that before. Yeah.
2: But which people.
0: one? The old one or the new one?
2: Oh, the old one.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Favorite Disney character? Belle. Because she's a a
2: reader and she saved the beast.
1: All right. Well, we'll see if we follow the same vein here. Favorite Disney villain?
2: Maleficent.
1: Oh, a classic villain. All right. She can transform into things. That always makes her scarier. Favorite Disney park?
2: The Magic Kingdom.
1: All right. We'll we'll allow that. Mm -hmm. Right, Derek? (laughs) Good one. Yep. Favorite or, well, yeah. Favorite modern attraction?
2: Flight of Passage.
1: Yeah, I don't perhaps, even know why we have that question I, on there. I, anymore. I, we should take it off. <laughs> Actually, I know why we have it on there, so that when somebody doesn't say that, uh, we good can, point. Yep. we get the buzzer out, <laughs> wrong, incorrect, go back, do not cross code, all that sort of stuff. All right, favorite classic attraction?
2: Okay, this was hard for me, but I want to say the Jungle Cruise because of the jokes. I love the corny jokes.
1: Mm-hmm. I like Jungle Cruise, too. All right, favorite <laughs> quick service restaurant?
2: Flame Tree Barbecue.
1: Okay. And favorite table service restaurant?
2: Okay. Homecoming and Disney Springs and Le in and um, Epcot. Eh,
1: excellent two choices. Mm-hmm. Um, At Homecoming, I have a reservation coming up there soon. <gasps> oh. Any recommendations on what I should get? Everything. <laughs> oh, that didn't help me because that's what I want right now. That's Chicken already and
2: biscuits, and, Chicken uh, and, biscuits. All right. and the hummingbird cake. You have to get the hummingbird cake. Okay. You have to get the hummingbird cake. Hummingbirds and the hummingbird. What's in a hummingbird cake? It's just, it's divine. Okay. <laughs> it, All right. It's, it, I'm, I'm adamant, are I? Yeah. <laughs> All right.
1: I will, uh, I will give it a whirl. And I realized I totally left one off uh, when I, I planned ahead here. I forgot favorite Disney resort. If you have a resort, I know you're a local now, so you probably yeah, don't stay on property very often. But. I've,
2: I, the, I've only stayed at some of the all stars. I've stayed at Pop, and I stayed at um, Colorado Coronado Springs. But if I could stay anywhere, I would say the Grand Floridian would be yeah, probably my favorite.
1: solid decision. Mm-hmm. All
2: right, <laughs> favorite Disney snack? The uh, Mickey ears pretzel.
0: Yay, it's Aww. a good one. I need to, we need to keep uh, track and board.
2: We need to score here, Derek, because
1: I'm confident you're losing. But, yes, yeah, there's but not one, much. one for you. Team Derek it is. All right, now, favorite Disney drink.
2: Well, this is, if you consider this a drink, it's a dull whip float. So technically, you can drink it. So. And I'm back in the running there. <laughs>
0: there we go. We each got a point there.
1: <laughs> yep. All right, and a Disney bucket list item.
2: Okay, I have a lot, but my top is a cruise, a Disney cruise. I've never done a Disney cruise. We've only done Royal Caribbean, and um, would and I I would just love to do a Disney cruise. <laughs>
1: That's a great one. That's a good. That's yep. a great. We, yes, we. I finally checked that, that off know. my
0: bucket list uh, about a year and a half ago, and the problem is they're addicting. So we have like two oh, more already yeah. planned. So.
2: I was listening to y'all's podcast from last week about it, and it just made me even want to go even more. That's yeah. just one island of it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah, it's been really tough sharing pictures of Castaway all week and not oh. having a trip planned to Castaway anytime soon. I'm going to say mm-hmm. that. It's very yeah, so if you
0: if you're just listening to this show and it's your first episode, last week we talked about Castaway Key. So go back, download that, and a few more. But. There you
1: go. And you have survived the lightning round with us. Oh,
2: great.
0: Yeah, thank you so much, Maureen, for being on the show. It is a question that we do get, and your expertise has really helped uh, open our eyes and, and I know our listeners as well. And your website, autumnisattheparks.com, is phenomenal. So, now that the show's over, take a second, click the link in the show notes, yeah. go and read. And of course, share it on social media. Make sure the information is out there because we really do want everyone to have a magical Disney vacation.
1: Yeah, we want everybody to feel like they're welcome at Disney Uh, there's no hurdle too great and your website does a great job of helping break down some barriers for people that might be afraid so if you're listening and you know somebody that may be thinking they can't go because of this or can't go because of that share this with them get the word out um help people get to disney that was kind of our hope uh with having you on today and definitely sharing your website so thank you very much
2: Thank you so much. I really appreciate you asking me, and I had a great time.
0: Thank you again, Maureen. And, of course, if you would like to plan a magical Disney vacation, we highly recommend. The sponsor of the show, Michelle McKnight, her email is in the show notes. And be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media. We'll be sharing the website on there this week. And you can just click the link there. And if you have any questions, we can put you in touch with Maureen. And her information will be in the show notes as well. But that is all the time. For Doug McKnight, I'm Derek Sassman. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.